Okay, welcome to our last part here for Islam on our AP World History podcast. Uh, we're going to explain or ex- explore um, four areas where Islam spreads to, and then we're going to also look at uh, kind of how all these different regions, because this is going to take a, a huge territory with a lot of different cultures, how it brings them all together. Um, so uh, the first part, we're going to be looking at India, uh, Anatolia, which is modern-day Turkey, West Africa, and Spain. And so um, we're going to start there, and then we'll look at the, the how they all come together here. So India, uh, the biggest thing is uh, the Turks, those people that come in are the military for the Abbasids. Um, they will bring it to India, uh, and then they will control much of India. Um, you'll get the Delhi Sultanate um, in 1206, and um, they will destroy Buddhist and Hindu shrines, looking at them as threats. As I said, sometimes they, uh, in the last one, uh, sometimes they'll be accepting of Buddhism, other times they're not. It really just kind of depends on who's in charge at the time. So uh, a lot of Buddhists will convert to, uh, to Islam at this time, and then uh, of course, just like we saw with Buddhism, the lower caste, so the, the Shudras, the Dalits, they will convert. If you're an upper class person, you really don't want to convert. And forcing conversion doesn't really work here because you're dealing with such a large populace and you're such a minority that you can't um, force that. Um, also, Sufism will spread, um, but it will never get much more than like 20-25% of the population there. Um so still a minority there within the, the Islamic community. And um, Islam really conflicted a lot with with um, Hinduism. So there's there's a lot of clash there that happens. Um, their views on sex, the caste system, and that they kind of banned that. Although then they kind of adopted at the same time. Um, not, not purposely, but it's something that happens as people convert. They still bring their old cultural things there. So... Um, there are still some issues with caste there if you look at modern-day India with that. It might have been better in the past. We can only see what it's like kind of today. Um, but it was supposed to get rid of caste. So at times it did. Other times it doesn't really happen. And then there's the the monism that you can see many gods, uh, and it all being that one god, uh, really goes against uh, Islam's idea that you're supposed to just look at Allah. Um, so what's going to happen is to try to rectify this, you get a combination of Islam and, and Hinduism, and we get a religion known as Sikhism. Unfortunately, that that group gets persecuted by both groups because you're not Hindu and you're not Muslim, and so um, yeah, it it, um, it it works out. They 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 find some areas that they can be protected in and, and make communities in, but um, it doesn't it doesn't fix the problem between the two. Um, but what these Sikhs do is they kind of adopt Hinduized, Hindu ideas of karma and rebirth and combine it with the monotheism and the teachings of uh, Muhammad. So that's India. In Anatolia, uh, which is modern-day Turkey, uh, the Byzantines um, uh, the Byzantines controlled most of that area, but they will slowly get pushed out by the Turks. And um, what will happen is 90% of the, the region will become, um, will um, convert to Islam. And it's really, uh, or 90% will be conquered, um, sorry, um, due to Islam, or blah, blah, blah. 90% of it will be conquered by the Turks and um, be brought into the Islamic Empire, and that's because the Byzantine Empire is just failing, and the church is, uh, is corrupt, and people aren't seeing that as a, the solution anymore. And so um, they're looking for a better way to live. And Sufis, again, are the ones that kind of go in there first. 
Um, they help spread it. Uh, they create schools. They build mills for grains and for uh, the farmers. Uh, they create hospices to help with the, the sick and the elderly. Um, so um, they're really helping out there. And um, this will become the major center for the Turkic um, version of Islam, which is why Turkey is called Turkey today. It's not after our bird that we have here in the States. Um, that was not around at the time um, uh, for the for the world. It was around in the Americas. But um, this will become the major area for the Turks. And uh, they'll have their own kind of culture and language. And um, we do see a little bit more equality between men and women here because the Turks were originally a nomadic group, and we see more equality in those. Um, and then you got West Africa, and this is like the spread of Buddhism to Southeast Asia in that it's all voluntary. It's all through merchants and trade. And um, out of this, we'll get one of the richest people in history known as Mansa Musa. Um, actually, was probably is, is probably considered the richest person ever in history because of all the gold of his empire, Mali. Um, but it will be um, it will be adopted by the elites primarily. The the um, the lower members of society will continue their old old beliefs um, for the majority of it. Uh, but people in cities and people in high positions uh, will convert because that allows them to have more connections with trades. That opens up more opportunities for them, and. Um, you will get then cities like Timbuktu rising up where it will become major Islamic centers of learning as well as a major stop on the trade route, um, the sub-Saharan uh, trade route or the gold salt trade. Um, but um, again, it doesn't go much outside of the, the, the elites and uh, the cities. The countryside will remain fairly, um, uh, fairly traditional in what their beliefs were. And then uh, last region we're looking at here is Spain, and this one's known as Al-Andalus. Uh, this is where we get a mixing of religions and actually like a lot of uh, kind of peace um, going on there um, between the different groups. And so uh, this is conquered by the Umayyads with the uh, Berbers. Uh, they go and conquer this area, and they are very, very tolerant, at least I should say initially, and this is known as a golden age because it creates this very wealthy and vibrant society there. Um, and... Um, Roughly, um, seventy-five percent of the population there, or whatever, will be uh, Muslim. But then the Christians will learn Arabic to be able to participate in that community, and uh, they will will become a part of um, the community. And as well as uh, Jews will do the same thing. Um, this is where we see a lot of uh, the old ideas and old information from the. Um, from the classics, the, the philosophers of Greek philosophy and stuff like that, um, this will make its way there um, back into Europe because it gets kicked out of Europe in the Middle Ages. We'll look at that in, in uh, a few weeks um, with the medieval world. But um, they get, uh, this is where Europeans get exposed to this. And um, whereas the, the rest of Europe is considered to be in a dark age, Spain has streetlights, a sewer system, um, and it's just, it's, it's, far ahead of its Christian contemporaries in, in the rest of Europe. Um, but however, uh, unfortunately, this doesn't last. Uh, by about the 10th century, so the 900s, things start to go downhill here just because the, the, the empire starts, the, the, the control is, is being checked by the Christians. The Christians are starting to retake Spain. And so um, people eventually, the, the Christians... 
uh, are really put down to second-class citizens instead of being viewed as more equal, and that happens with the, the Jewish community as well. And so they start to push back, um, and they get persecuted uh, because of that. Um, they start separating themselves and, and really helping out the Christians reconquer um, the territory. And uh, by 1492, all of it uh, will be reconquered by the Christians, and you'll have a, a truly Christian kingdom there, though they're now known as Spain. Um, and so that kind of gives us uh, some glimpses into the the different regions where Islam is. Uh, you can see they're fairly tolerant um, uh, of people, and this will um, bring them all, all together. Um, and um, tolerant in, in other faiths, but also just in, in practices and cultural beliefs of those people, and they, they're all able to come together. And so you get this, this network of, of faith that comes out here um, that unites this Islamic world. And so uh, the ulamas, because most people are Sunnis, um, are teaching that will spread throughout it. Um, there, you'll have these um, uh, people like Ibn Battuta that we saw that will go from place to place to place, uh, looking at mosques, teaching what they've heard and brought from other areas, and they'll be serving as judges. Um, and, and so spreading the ideas that, are, that come from other ones and helping people come to a greater understanding of things. Um, you also will get madrasas being set up for colleges to, to be studied at um, and to uh, better understand uh, the, the Islam and what all it's called for. Um, and you also get shaykhs, uh, and I don't know if I said that right, but they're the Sufi teachers, and they'll be the ones, again, that kind of go out to the edges, but then that'll bring more people in. And all of them get kind of brought in on the idea of uh, Islam and um, that's going to be the thing that really ties it together because the basic tenets of Islam, those five pillars, the idea of doing a hajj and stuff like that, that's what brings everyone together and makes this such a, a large, large empire and large community. So you have the hajj, and that's the biggest thing because once in your life you got to make your way back to Mecca, and that shows that you are all united in this idea. Uh, the second thing that really brings them all together is the trade. Um, Islam is very accepting of people going out and making making money and trading actually encourages it because then they can spread the faith and um also muhammad if you forgot um or hopefully you didn't forget was a merchant to start with so he um well that's kind of the profession he had to start with so that's going to be an okay thing and uh because of their long distance of trade and their success in trading they're going to set up lines of credit which is more of a modern thing that we see going on but it was also something that probably happened in the roman empire um and in other stable empires you can see that um, they also will bring new crops um, to Arabia and uh, spread those through the region, and we get kind of a green revolution where they start creating more food, um, and there's uh, urbanization that happens because there's more food, and the population goes up, so you get uh, that going on because you're bringing in all these uh, different foods that can uh, help people out more and, and make farming more efficient. Uh, also, we'll see technology being improved. Um, to help out with these cities, you need water, and so they'll find ways to drill into to hills and find the water and, and extract that. Um, they'll improve the, the gunpowder that's coming out of China and make better rockets. Uh, they learned how to make paper on their own and kind of upset the Chinese with that, but also sell that then to the Europeans and spread that technology. And you also get some new ideas 
Uh, one, they build off of the Greek philosophers. Uh, Baghdad will become the major capital for that. It, it becomes a major, major learning center. You have a great library there. And unfortunately, kind of like the Library of Alexandria, if you remember that from the Hellenistic era, um, both these get burned down and destroyed at times. So we lose all the information there, which is just, uh, it's horrible from a, a historical standpoint. But um, but we do know things that were there. And so um, you had a lot of people coming there and you have the Greek philosophers being discussed there. You have new medical treatments being um, done there. Um, but um, new scientific discoveries, all those things, astronomical discoveries, um, that will eventually make its way back to Europe, and that's when we'll get the Renaissance, and we'll talk about that towards the end of Unit 3. Um, but uh, this will become a lively area, and there will be a lot of spread of this. But uh, as time goes on, um, some of these ideas uh, of openness and looking at this stuff will be um, pushed back against uh, by a more conservative view of the Quran and saying that that's all that should be focused on. And this is where we kind of see, uh, after the destruction of Baghdad, this is kind of the direction that Islam goes, and so this is why you might see some um, major pushback in Islamic communities, especially the, the very fundamentalist ones um, on what's going on with the modern world. Um, it starts to stem from kind of this thing, um, this movement that happened here, where they started to push against science and didn't look at it as much. So um, that's kind of everything with the Islamic world there. Um, and uh, it's a very diverse world. Uh, it developed very rapidly and uh, brought in a lot of people. Um, and then um, it, it's going to stay pretty big um, throughout this time. It'll be the most, uh, it'll probably be the most worshipped religion during this time period with uh, only being rivaled really by Hinduism and, and the uh, Chinese philosophies there uh, in China. So that's kind of just a, a snapshot of the Islamic world at this time.